Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome back to an interesting episode of Cover B. It's a key issues time. Key issues. And I am kind of ramped up on this one. He's spicy. He's so, spicy, yeah, y'all. I, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of feelings. This could be super ranty. He's all, all over the place, feelings. so I, I <laughs> apologize ahead of time. But yes, this is, you heard correctly, it's been a while since we've done one of these. This is Key Issues. Um, we're going to hopefully get this out before everything we're about to say is already like <laughs> null and void. <laughs> in detail. We unfortunately really missed our timeliness on this just because the week got away from us. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the great Dan DiDio exodus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. His exit as publisher from DC Comics. And not so much are we going to talk about the fact that it happened, um, but we're going to talk about the wild and crazy rumors that are spinning out of it um, and why everyone should just calm down. Just there chill are, out. There are things in this world you should panic about. This is not one of them. <laughs> um, so first of all, like, let's break it down. What happened? So recently, I think it was early this week right like it's it was friday i think friday of last week yeah okay so friday of last week um or friday of when are, when are we putting this out i guess it would be friday two two fridays ago yes um <laughs> we're recording it on friday right now but we'll probably put it out on wednesday yeah so, two fridays ago dan didio was separated from dc yes he left was fired however you want to phrase it um as of the point of recording dc Warner Company, they haven't, Jim Lee, Dan DiDio himself, nobody's come out and said, hey, here's what happened. It has not been explicitly determined from the actual sources of information. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing to keep in mind, because despite the fact that official people who work for the company have not come out and said what happened, we have so much information on the internet. <laughs> So even though no one who actively works at DC has said, hey, here's what went down, we have all these stories. And all day, all week, every day, I get people coming up to me being like, hey, did you hear DC's going to go under? Hey, did you hear that AT&T is going to sell DC because they don't like the 5G event that's coming up? Did you hear that Marvel's going to buy DC? Did you hear, yeah, DC's going <laughs> to- AT&T is going to license DC Comics to Marvel. And that's where the news cycle is right now. Y'all chill your beans. And if you Google it, it's all <laughs> over the place. And it's tons of articles from tons of different people that are all saying, due to recent sources, this is happening. And it all comes down to the same source, Cosmic Book News. Mm -hmm. Now, this is probably not going to be the last time I talk about these guys. Um, but Cosmic Book News is effectively tabloid journalism for comics. Mm -hmm. It's garbage. It's trash. Mm -hmm. It's rumor mill. And that's all they do is they just kind of like sit around one day and they go, oh, you know what? Let's make this up. Mm -hmm. um, the people, unfortunately, that are quoting these sources, them as a source, don't know any better. Um, and Cosmic Book News is apparently getting their information from Ethan Van Skyver, who is a former colorist and artist at former artist at DC. Mm -hmm. He did lots of DC stuff. He's done Marvel stuff. He's done independent stuff. He's been in the game for a while, but unfortunately was also one of the leading people supporting the Comicsgate movement. He's 
I have lots of opinions about him. For those who don't know what Comicsgate is, it's effectively this movement. It's similar to the Gamersgate movement. It's a movement that points the finger at SJWs and uh, forced diversity for killing comics or ruining comics or being anti-consumer decision making on a corporate level and all this stuff claiming that equality is actually over correcting and that women in comics Mm -hmm. and um the you know diversity in comic writers and artists and editors is falsely pushing a narrative and developing these diverse whatever in such a way that it's not actually what the people want mm. and you're pigeonholing people into do reading stuff that they don't want to read and effectively it's like a that. bunch of angry white bros yep who can't relate to people who aren't also white bros yep and instead of using their dollars to speak and saying hey that superhero is a woman and i personally can't relate to a woman so i'm not going to buy that one they get angry and they go into a rage and they start foaming at the mouth and recede to their caves and hack away on their te- their keyboards. They use derogatory terms like SJW Viper. Um, they and call... attack really great writers and artists like Gail Simone. Yeah, and they call various creators and staff members at the comic companies that we love who earn their place. Uh, things like diversity hires or a or the type what did they they refer to um someone high up at marvel as like a the false rape claim type and Uh, stuff like that um uh, and uh, ethan van skyver has been attached to that group uh, now i i don't honestly know because i i wasn't when Comicsgate was going on, I obviously only dipped my toes in from time to time because it would enrage me that these people exist. Um, so I, I didn't want to pull out all of my hair, so I too was only involved the, in the, the little bits. bit of Van Skyverness that I've <sighs> indulged in has annoyed me enough that I choose to avoid him. Um, so I don't know if he self-identifies or is smart enough to just let himself be identified. But if it's any point a fact he doesn't work at dc anymore and i think the last time he worked there was 2018 hmm. so not so I'm much on the inside anymore. sure the last thing he did over there was how jordan the green lantern Corps during the rebirth thing so um huh. been a couple years now hmm. um not currently in dc and i can't imagine with dc's recent picking up of brian michael bendis and you know keeping gail simone employed and generally planning to do this 5g thing which i can only imagine the comic skaters are not happy about uh i can't imagine he has a lot of contacts left (laughs) over over at dc i don't know i don't know his life van skyver you do you let me do me and hopefully we just never cross paths because whatever he's also Um, still just one dude though yeah that's the thing Still just one guy he did a youtube video that was talking about how AT&T is going to drop DC if their 5G thing fails. And that started all these rumors and speculation that Dan DiDio got fired over 5G because AT&T has no faith in the Generation 5 event. Um, 
and you know oh dc comics is going under and then people started speculating that dc comics is going to get sold to marvel um which is pulling out like way old speculation because i guess back in like the 80s dc considered licensing comics over to marvel yeah um it's it's just bonkers so here's my takeaway well first of all let's let's talk 5g yeah, I wanted to kind of explain that a little bit because yeah. admittedly, so I I don't know a ton about the actual like inner mechanica of comics and the publishing industry and things like that. So when this first broke, it was Dan DiDio uh, leaving um, DC because of 5G event and AT&T. And of course, when you think of that, your brain being, you know, corrupted by commercials is like, Hold on. There's going to be like a phone crossover <laughs> yeah. in comics because AT&T owns DC. 5G, like yeah. my brain did not compute. But what the 5G event actually is, it's, it stands for generations. Mm -hmm. And effectively, the new plan for this big relaunch in DC, a la a new 52, a la rebirth type deal, is that they are setting in stone, quote unquote, they were going to set in stone certain timelines certain um important events and and big storylines in certain places in history and stop trying to modernize certain uh plot points for mm. a new audience to try and stop aging people and so the five generations were going to be wonder woman in world war ii in the first one then it was going to be superman um in generation two generation three was going to be like flashpoint mm. and crisis um Generation four was something else. And then the fifth one was going to be Legends of Tomorrow or uh, 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 Legion of Superheroes. Excuse me. Yeah. And so effectively what that means is that like Wonder Woman would inspire all of these other heroes and then Superman would be introduced and kind of have seen her as like an idol. And then Bruce would, you know, age out. It was intended to give all of the different Robins like their own decade, basically, and time mm. with him. Um, it would put certain like mile markers and then eventually you would have titles that are devoted to new kind of replacements of these iconic characters once the old ones aged out mm -hmm. um i personally think this sounds super cool yeah it's it leaning heavily into the grant morrison mark wade concept of hyper time mm -hmm. in 1999 they created a storytelling device called heart hyper time it effectively as a way of being able to create these stories without tons and tons of retconning without tons and tons of like stepping over each other to make things make sense in a timeline effectively everything can exist at the same time at any given point in time because hyper time right it's it's kind of the divisive separation point of comics between marvel and dc dc came up with this idea of hyper time it allows them to kind of fudge their timeline a little bit and just let things be. So this happened, yes, but then on this also happened, but it's okay because hyper time. Right. Um, whereas Marvel went with a more like from time to time we're going to retell origins and you just change up like events and styles of somebody when they were a kid <laughs> so that it doesn't feel like the 60s. It instead feels like this. Oh, this person wasn't in World War II. They were in Vietnam 
or they weren't in Vietnam, they were in Afghanistan, and so on and so forth. It's why we get titles um, like Marvel recently had Invaders, which kind of re-expressed, like, hey, these people existed, this is why they existed in this time yeah. period, this is how it makes sense that they're still here. Yeah. So keeping things in the timeline, but just kind of refreshing the timeline. Basically hitting F5 on your events right. from time to time. Um, so that's where Generation 5 is going to come in. And it's been, the f you know, they've been signaling this coming for a while now in the right. books. They've had the whole, like, the walls around the multiverse have come down. And now there's, like, other bits leaking into the multiverse. Doomsday Clock introduced this whole idea that Dr. Manhattan reshifted the timeline to make Wonder Woman the first superhero. Um, you know, Wonder Woman 750 even hinted at that a little bit. Um, so there's there's been a lot of signposting to this happening. Right. Um, now, the one thing to understand is that while Didio's departure may have been a part of 5G, AT&T and, you know, the Warners they are pushing this event as much as anyone at dc right it's had they not felt like because ultimately what it boils down to is is this gonna make us money that's right. what they care about they're the corporate side of this and when it first got pitched it's then the publisher's job to look at the corporate side and say this is what we want to do here's how it's going to make you money it's a good idea and the corporate people will go cool dope let's do we're it. in but once they agree to it, they are going to push that bitch as hard <laughs> as they can. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They're not going to be like, okay, we'll come back in a year and see how we're doing. You know, they're also not going to be like, well, we've invested time in storytelling and time in advertising. We've got a free comic book day issue coming out that's mm -hmm. setting all this up. But F it. Everyone pull up. We're not doing this anymore, which is another big rumor that's going around. Like, AT&T canceling 5G. Which is the wrong. The has gone because AT&T doesn't believe in it. They've canceled it, which is wrong. It's wrong. They uh, We recently got reports from Bleeding Cool, which is a pretty reliable source, that um, the writers have been told, you know, it's still moving forward. Keep writing. However, there has been discussion that certain very um, strong timeline indicators are now a little bit looser that things might not be quite as hard and fast as they were going to be under Didio, but that doesn't mean that the structure and the stories aren't going to still happen mm. it just means that things might be a little more flexible now yeah. without him there again we don't have an official statement from anybody as to why Didio left right that is one big thing that's kind of hanging over as of the time that we've recorded this and if something comes out, you know, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, maybe we can pop in and be like, edit. Um, but as of the time recording this, no one's come out and said this is why Didio. No one in an official The big position. general consensus yeah. is that Didio, as a publisher, was a bit more editorial than he should have been. Publishers are really just there to be kind of the ones <laughs> putting the company in the hands of people that will fund it and treat it right you got to drive the they're, bus they're the connectors they're the yeah they're the ones like keeping it flying smooth sailing and flying smooth. right um and that's their job they don't often like if you look at jim lee's interaction with the company he's a face for the company he, you know talks dc up he does meet the publisher events he works with the corporate side and he you know gets the money flowing right um and that's really where you're supposed to go. And we've had reports in the past of people 
feeling like Didio's a little bit too hands-on. He The word micromanagement has come yeah, up a few times. When New 52 happened, he was very, like, in it and his way goes. And he was very, like, strict and forward and very editorial and very, like, this is what we need to do. Um, and I know, like, I believe Scott Snyder, I don't know how official this is. I've just heard it on plenty of places, so hopefully I'm not throwing slander i think this is the one that was on bleeding cool and on comic book news there you go so um scott snyder wasn't really happy with the micromanagement that didio was doing and scott snyder's a big name and a big driving force of a lot of these characters and didn't want to do a big event if didio was going to dip back into his micromanaging ways he especially didn't want his new death metal title to have anything to do with this 5g yeah. thing because it wasn't supposed to be a for future type of deal it was supposed to be yeah. looking at like all of dc and history. i know that supposedly jeff johns also had a little bit of headbutting in the past and that didio. could be why he's now in the tv he's side on of the things TV and movie side of things um so honestly it could just boil down to the fact that AT&T and the Warners, they wanted to separate DiDio before the event kicked off to make the event run a little bit smoother. That makes sense. Um, now, part of this rumor is that, oh, DC's been losing money, and like, oh, DC, they're making no money, they're going bankrupt, and that's part of the rumor mill from, we have no reports to support no. that DC is losing money. No. We have zero reports that they're doing anything wrong, that any, honestly, like, honestly, if there, at any point in recent history, if there was any point in recent history where those sorts of rumors would have maybe made sense, it would have been when all the Black Label stuff was getting canceled. Mm, Remember, mm -hmm, like, Bat Dick happened, and then suddenly, like, every Black Label thing was out. Like, if you wanted to spread a rumor that DC was losing money, that would have been the time to do it. But DC's pumping out super hardcore really beautiful looking black label books yeah. that are doing really well in every shop that i've talked to they have they've changed hands on batman but have really big batman stuff happening right now regardless of how you feel about the whole speculator market around punchline um like people are interested and you know Tenian has said that he's doing some shaking up in the batman stories right if they were losing money they would tell Tenian play chill. it safe yeah and chill the f out yeah um you know they just got bmb you know bendis is now a dc flagship and he's doing all kinds of stuff over there he, he's making his own world and they still have <laughs> this 5g stuff that they're pumping out they recently started putting out a bunch of books from rooster teeth so they've licensed stuff from rooster teeth you know like they they have a lot of crap going on. <laughs> well, and it's funny because, you know, in the early 2010s-ish, um, when New 52 came out, it was super popular right when it first happened. And then it got kind of complicated because there was confusion about continuity and timeline and, you know, things were being canceled because people didn't like what new ca- how characters were being depicted and things like that. And so... You know, at the time it was like, oh no, is this going to be, you know, is this the trouble? Is this the issue for DC? And now looking back on it, historically, people are like, New 52 was a total success. And then it fed into Rebirth, which was a success. There's always panic over this stuff. Mm. There's always fear of like, oh, they're losing money. And if this doesn't go well, they're going to get 
they're gonna end it it's gonna pull the plug but that's not that's just talk like it's always talk people are always going to say things especially people on the outside who are trying to manipulate the media discussion and trying to put themselves back into the spotlight Mm -hmm. because they have some level of historical clout in some universe that they you know they know the inside scoop you know back when i was at dc well okay you're not at dc and nobody cares mm-hmm. all right you're just talking to talk you're just talking to have your face and your words out there you want to hear your own voice good for you now stop talking because we don't have anything official and until we have something official everybody just needs to calm down exactly like that's the thing is like the main thing is like the main takeaway from this is that if you hear something like this, something big like this, your first, like, the first place you should go looking should be the source. Yes. DC. Yes. If not DC, then anyone high up in DC. Has Jim Lee said anything? Nope. Has Jeff John said anything? Nope. Has Warner Brothers or AT&T said anything? Nope. And if there's no official reports or, you know, people that are citing press releases from those companies then leave it be just wait and the second point of fact is if you see anything that uses cosmic book news as a source run <laughs> stop reading Flee. it they are the absolute tabloid rumor mill hate mongering jargon of the comic book world they are the national inquirer of comic books they yeah. are the ones who would say dolly parton is an alien yeah news to them consists of a 4chan for like a 4chan thread that discussed how removing all the SJW stuff from Endgame would have made it a better movie. You know, that's I mean? an actual article that was published. That's an actual one that was published that started my hate train of Cosmic Book News, and actually is the reason I was using for a long time when we were still doing news regularly on our on our podcast before we decided to kind of like minimalize and focus. Um, I was using like a Comic Book News app that was really nice, and I really enjoyed it. And then suddenly it just got overtaken by all the, like, hate-mongering, alt-right, like, comics-gate garbage that Cosmic Book News constantly puts out. Get you know, you they their articles are nothing but, like, oh, Captain Marvel is horrible because she never smiles and her movie's failing. She's and, so wooden. Oh, Endgame would be better if it wasn't for SJW stuff. And, like, oh, ooh, there's not nothing but white males on my tv screen get them off of here like it's all that kind of crap and it's bad like it's and we're not like puffing it up we are we are genuinely sharing with you like yes examples of the the level of hate mongering and and fear mongering if you're listening to this i challenge you to hop on cosmic book news and just Check them out. Just check out the articles that you'll see because it's... Also, please be sure to hop on there on, like, an incognito tab yeah. because don't give them any ad revenue, yeah, okay? Yeah, throw up, like, every ad blocker <laughs> that you can so they make no money off of this. Um, if you don't have an ad blocker, don't go to them because I don't want them getting money. Yeah, And I no, don't care, you. like, honestly, we're still early in our podcasting days and it might be weird for me to, like, start calling out other comic book media sources but if you're gonna be news be news yeah this is this is the absolute trash news 
of the comic book internet world and they deserve to be called out and more people should call them out they're they're a rumor rag a tabloid they're they're garbage they're absolute garbage and i don't care so anyway backtracking a bit like just remember that everything you hear right now is rumors we have no official statements dan didio hasn't said anything jim lee hasn't said anything dc has not said anything currently is c2e2 over it's happening this it's weekend happening this weekend yeah they, they so, just started i mean the only thing dan didio has said is he came out and he posted on i think twitter and was like hey thank you for all of the love and the support here's a video from 2015 when we transitioned from the old dc offices this has a good you know this is what i want to share with you guys right now and it was effectively a video of him sharing a speech about how the creators may change, but the heart and soul of DC Comics will always stay the same. Mm -hmm. So, like, he has said nothing about the actual departure. And just keep in mind, like, if you, if DC was truly going under, you would hear a lot more news from, like, very direct, very official sources. From, like, Forbes and stuff. And just to give you some, (laughs) like, a little bit of statistics, so this is Diamond's publisher market share into the year 2019 yeah so this is two months ago because we're in february yep well i guess we're in march at the time that we're gonna be yeah so barely (laughs) only two months of 2020 had gone by and it takes more than two months for a company that large to completely go out of business into the year retail market share marvel comics 40.3 percent dc comics 29.23 now, when you look at the amount of shit Marvel produces compared to what DC produces, mm-hmm. that's a very reasonable place to be. Marvel's current publication strategy is just flooding the shelves. Yep. At any given week, Marvel will produce double, if not triple, what DC puts out on the shelves. Yep. DC is a much more restrained, managed, they even, I mean, that was a big thing I think Dan DiDio did in 2019, maybe 2018, was say, hey, we're pulling back our titles. Yeah. We're going to focus more on quality content and, like, our staples instead of, like, trying to keep up with Marvel's, like, let's just give everyone a book. It was, it's, it's a publishing plan to be a sniper instead of a shotgun. Yep. And then if you look at the unit market share, you've got Marvel Comics at 44.72%, DC Comics at 3074 they're doing fine. That is a solid second place. That oh, does yeah. not seem like a company that's going out of business. Put it into perspective. Third place is Image Comics. Unit market share, 7.69%. Well, and like last month, Image wasn't even third. It was yep. it was uh, di- uh, Dynamite. Yep. So like third place even fluctuates. Yep. And Image puts out way more books. Yep. So like that so. says something. It's, it says a ton. It speaks volumes looking at the actual data. And if DC was hurting, we would see that market share be considerably lower than Marvel's. Big time. A 10% difference, like a 10-15% difference, is really just, I mean, it's part to do with, yeah, sure, Marvel is very popular right now. It's got a lot of fans. It's blowing up the movie scene. It's got a lot of people coming in and getting into comics because of Marvel Comics. They're also just producing more. Yeah. They're producing, they're reproducing a lot more too. Yeah. Like 
you got to consider that part of that market share are these facsimile editions that Marvel's been doing for months, which is just reprints of shit that they've already put out. They also have true every month. They have like a dozen true believers, which is part of their market share. And it's just them reusing assets that they've already used. There's also the factor that Marvel does a way larger amount of variants than DC yep. does. DC doesn't do a whole lot of variant covers. DC, any book that DC does has an A or B cover. Marvel, any number one, and sometimes a lot of other covers will either have whatever their monthly themed variant is. It'll have like a random variant from like an artist that they've just been wanting to use. And then they'll have incented variants and yep. seed variants and party variants. There's a ton. Yeah. So Marvel just produces more. More so books. that admittedly affects their market share. Because these companies do not make money off of you guys. They make money off of the retailers yep. buying their books to sell to you guys. Yep. And if you have more books to sell to retailers, you're going to have a bigger market share. That's just kind of how Absolutely it is. Absolutely what it is. Um, is it the best way of doing things to keep a healthy comic book business industry? Eh, maybe that's another key issue for another day. <laughs> But I, like I said, I know this was kind of a ranty one because I've just really steamed about this because I just – the fact that so many people are being blatantly misled. lied to and misled to where they feel the need to go to people who are in the industry and who have been in comics for a while and say, hey, have you heard the news that DC's going under? They're not going under. It's just there hasn't been an official statement yet. The news cycle is consumed by effectively lies and rumor and conjecture from people who are kind of just not great people. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> don't and that's me. the scoop, you guys. Yeah. So get out there. And if you hear people talking about this, you know, let them know, hey, just calm down. <laughs> wait. Wait for <laughs> someone to come out with an official statement. And hopefully, like I said, by the time this comes out, maybe there will already be an official statement. Maybe they're just waiing for the con to be done, um, some QE to be done. Um, I mean, they canceled the creator panel because yeah, they, I mean they canceled the publisher panel because, because it's poor just Jim. Jim Lee. Yeah. <laughs> poor Jim's like, don't make me do that. Yeah, it's, it would just be Jim Lee up there, and you know, Didio was always more of the talker. Oh, one hundred percent. I think they can get somebody really cool in there. There's also talk that they might. Um, instead of getting somebody in to take over where Didio left off just kind of split his duties among some other executive people yeah. at DC. Maybe, like, um, give promotions, but, like, yeah. equal promotions that aren't quite as the same power level as Didio was. Yeah. But we'll see. Hello, everyone. This is Chris from the future. Ooh, I just wanted to hop in and give a quick update on this uh, because we recorded this on Friday and then C2E2 was over the weekend. Um, and so there has been a little bit, but not a ton. So I just wanted to fill you guys in. Uh, Jim Lee, during his uh, panel at C2E2, uh, came out and made jokes about the rumors that are going around about DC going under um, and DC being sold to Marvel and whatnot by just opening with, you guys hear any good rumors lately? To, I'm sure, crowd laughter. Uh, he then followed up. He, like I said, didn't give many details, but he did make sure to say DC's been around for 85 years and we're going to be around another 85. Um, he went on to talk about their strategy with publishing, uh, always putting quality characters in the hands of quality creators. 
Um, and as far as he's concerned, 5G is still a go. Everything is fine on a corporate level. He didn't comment on why uh, Didio left or anything like that. Obviously, uh, you know, that still has to be told on a corporate letter level in the future. Anyway, that's the update. So back to the rest of the episode. But yeah. in the end, we got to just be patient and wait for the corporation to be ready to make a statement. They because, may not have a plan yet. Yeah, they may Let not. Let them have time to make a plan. Well, and a lot of times in these kind of corporate shakeups, you want to have somebody, like, some sort of replacement in on deck. Yeah, you want a resolution. Before you announce it. Because that's going to be the first thing people ask. When you're like, hey, we got rid of Dan DiDio because of this. And, you know, 5G is still on. DC's not going out of business. Well, the next question is going to be, okay, well, what's next? If Who they don't over? have an answer, because that's the thing, too, you got to remember is that this is business. So if they come out and they're like, okay, he's fired, and this is why, and this is what happened, and people say, okay, what's next? And they're like, oh, well, we don't know yet. Yeah. That's going to tank your yeah it, because yeah, your the, stock. Because it the, affects your yeah. stock because you have investors that are like, you don't have a plan. You shook things up. Yep. So what they're doing is they're waiting until they actually have something that they could say, here's what happened. Here's our plan. Yep. Here's what we're doing moving forward. Everybody chill your beans. And then the investors don't have a panic attack, and then everything stays level. It would level. be like the leader of a country, like a, an <laughs> unfriendly country, looks at this country and is like, we hate you. We're going to do something about how much we hate you. And then the leader of the country that got called out does a press conference and is like, hey, we heard the comments made by country B, and we don't like them. And then when someone's like, okay, what are we doing about that? They're like, I don't uh-huh. know. We haven't decided. <laughs> yeah. Real good shine, show, yeah. of, show yeah. of strength there. And, you know, then people become worried about that leader. And that's exactly what would happen if they put out a press release without having all their ducks in a row. Yep. And sometimes it can take a while to get those damn ducks to stand still enough so you can put them in a row. We have no idea who they're talking to. take a picture of them we have no the idea what their plans own the are. duck pond come and yell at you to get off their property. It's tough. It's hard, man. He loves ducks, I love guys. duckies. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, ducks. thank you for listening to us rant. If you have any questions, if you need more details or we, in our rantiness left something out please hit us up on facebook hit us up on twitter um do we have an email yes we on do our website on our website yeah. coverbpodcast at gmail.com so you can hit us up there um we'd love to talk to you about this we'd love to help if you know you're worried that if you're a huge dc buff and you're really worried that dc is going to be in trouble like we can show you like we can send you links to the articles that we looked at before doing this uh we can send you links on where to find market share information from diamond um all kinds of stuff so hit us up let us be the resource to help combat the sea of lies yeah that certain individuals who have been named <laughs> like we're to looking spread. at you yeah um and you know if you work or are closely associated with cosmic book news email me as well i'm happy to open a discourse with you guys um like I want to know what your motivation is for, for putting out tabloid trash. I can tell you that. Yeah. Ad revenue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the same thing as every other junk news site yeah. ever. And, you know, I get it. It's fine. That's your thing. Um, but be ready because I'm going to be there to 
combat Shut you it. down. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I've just found my vendetta. So <laughs> get ready. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want more Cover B, uh, you can check us out online at CoverBPodcast.com. That is you true. You can also find us on WhereT. <gasps> Twitter and Facebook oh, hell at yeah. Cover B Podcast. Uh, we're going to be putting out – we're going to be trying to do more Wednesday episodes with, like, special stuff like this and Powered Gaming and some other things that we're coming up with. Yes. Um, we're hopefully going to be trying to do more things that involve us actually researching. Yeah. Because we're actually going to put effort into stuff. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Reading books. And also, then, though, there are some uh, – uh, real extras that'll be coming up because we've got New Mutants in April. We've got oh Black Widow in May. Oh my god! There's so a lot excited. coming on. And uh, I think in April we're also gonna have Ice Cream Man, which I'm gonna have to figure out how I'm gonna watch. Oh yeah, because it's on Quibi. The hell is a Quibi? The hell is a Quibi? <laughs> That's gonna be another key issue. God damn it! Um, <laughs> listen here, Quibi. <laughs> Key Issues is slowly just going to devolve into Chris doing WWE call-outs. <laughs> oh, yeah, Quibby. I see you. You don't see me. Um, Cover B devolves into nothing but a platform for Chris to make enemies. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna just burn every possible bridge. I don't need those bridges. Oh, Lord. F those bridges. <laughs> they were dirty bridges anyway. I don't use bridges. I only use, I only ford rivers. <laughs> ford my own frickin' river. I guess I that explains you. why your pants are all wet. Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because we put ourselves to a really strict recording schedule today and I haven't peed for the last, like, <laughs> six hours. This is episode number three. <laughs> yeah, woo! Anyway, um, that's our super long outro. Thank you for listening. Uh, check us out with more stuff coming up. Um, we actually might even start doing some, like, I don't know, like, theory-esque yeah. stuff. Yeah, we've got some like, stuff in the pot, you guys. Get ready. We're cooking. Like, just go full, like, that's Tin just foil. a theory. A, a cover theory. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to MatPat. Shout out if hash- you would Hashtag MatPat, be on our show. Please. Um, oh, my God. That would be so cool. I don't know if he reads comments. Are anyway. we cool? No. Oh. We just shout out a youtuber on our <laughs> podcast yeah. anyway um we're getting loopy so thank you guys for listening we will see you next time for on the even next more cover, cover me. Me. bye, bye.